You are listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud, conversations about trauma and healing from two women who are doing the work. Hey everyone, this is Candace and Cher with Processing Trauma Out Loud. Cher, we are back for another episode to talk about dreams and desires. Last week, we shared a few of our own desires and dreams for the coming year. And you really named how hard it can be sometimes to even get in touch with our dreams and desires, especially coming from complex childhood trauma, and especially if we haven't had any healing in that. And what we want to do today is we're both going to share a few more desires that we have, but we want this to lead into a new series that we want to start, maybe a, maybe a one or two part episodes of how does our relationship with dreaming and desiring, how is that connected to our stories? And we're talking specifically about past stories of hurt and of harm and having complex childhood trauma. I've been surprised. I think I mentioned this last week by the way that dreams and desires kind of just emer- has been emerging for me and how it's been a big topic in my journaling over the last few weeks, really, as I started to think about the end of the year and the new year coming. And I will say it just kind of grew in me. And I started noticing I I have some dreams and desires and I started just writing them down and pondering. And so I will say, I do believe that the work that I have done, the, the healing that I have experienced and continue to experience has freed up something in me because I think dreams and desires is a place of vulnerability. I think that we can feel really afraid even just to name this to ourselves, even just to go here with ourselves, let alone let somebody else see or hear about and know us in these spaces. But I think even just just within our own selves, there's a lot of vulnerability to open ourselves up to the goodness that we really deeply long for. As you're talking about the vulnerability of having dreams and desires, it, it made me think of, you know, a lot of times we're setting goals. And there's nothing wrong with setting goals. But to me, setting a goal doesn't feel quite as vulnerable as getting in touch with what we are desiring and what our dreams are. I know for me this year, I've shifted from having a list of 10 goals to tapping more into what is it going to look like for me to stay on this healing journey where I can get in touch with more of my dreams and desires. That feels... It can feel a little bit harder, but it feels more fruitful to me. Yeah. And I think because we, we've we talked some in the past about IFS family systems and parts, and but when we have parts of our soul that had to be fragmented and shut down because in some way they brought us into feelings of pain, we just couldn't even go to places of dreams and desires because it activates something within us that that is hard and and causes that sense of vulnerability. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's such a part of the healing journey that like I said is just kind of surprising me, but I think so worthy to talk about in this context of mm-hmm. healing and getting in touch with our dreams and desires and I'll even say 
getting in touch with our dreams and desires can also then spur us on to what are some areas where we really still want more healing? Yeah. And we can kind of get some data on that when we do start stepping out. Like, let's just say that we've kind of gotten in touch with even one desire or a dream. And we we begin to make steps towards that, but then we feel blocked or it feels too hard. That could be, and a lot of times is connected to some stories. And when, you know, I'm going to put a plug in for some story work here. That's what a story work coach will do for us. It will help us dig a little deeper underneath the the surface of why we are getting stuck in these places. Yeah, such worthy work to be able to get into touch with the why. Now, understanding the why is just really the first step. But then adding these resources like IFS and other modalities that can help us just turn towards ourselves with such kindness and curiosity instead of, well, here I go again, sabotaging something. Or here I go again, feeling like I want to give up. Or here I go again, getting stuck in the opinion and fear of man to show up and bring what I'm creating into the world. Yeah. I think last week you shared one of your dreams for the next year. And I shared the dream of, or the desire, I guess I'll say, of stepping more into my power. And and I wanted to share um, just real briefly another one of my desires for the coming year. And it's, um, it does feel vulnerable to talk about this too. I I just want to name that. I think that six months ago, we sold our house. We've been in transition ever since we've, we have a great place where we're staying, but you know, it's, it's not our own space. We ended up flipping a house in, in the fall. And, and now we're moving toward actually building a house on some property that we have owned. And when I was down there to our, our land a, a couple of weeks ago, and I just, we had some trees removed and it, it just kind of made me feel sad. It was this blank slate, you know, like an empty canvas. I, I felt a little bit sad, like, oh, it's not beautiful. And I have noticed that there is this growing desire in me to create beauty there. Mm. And I've been painting for a couple of years and getting more in touch with, you know, my artistic side and being able to see color and 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 bring color and form onto paper but but this is another kind of beauty that I am very much dreaming about really how can we make this land which will become our new home how can we make it beautiful how can we create beauty there and bring life and goodness in a place that feels peaceful and and as you and I were just talking about this I said that I think that one of the aspects of my desire in here that feels vulnerable is that I think that creating beauty can be very connected to our femininity mm-hmm. and I know that men create beauty also which also, I will say, comes from the aspects of femininity that is in men. And but I think for me, because of my childhood trauma mm-hmm. and my femininity was very attacked 
and and met with violence. And I feel like this new desire for creating beauty is very connected to healing that is coming to me in this aspect too. So feels a little vulnerable to name that, but it feels good to say it out loud too. I'm smiling because I've gotten to witness your journey. And I also hold the sadness of, you know, the stories that has made it so hard for you to be in touch with that creative piece, that feminine piece of creating beauty. And so it will be, it'll be fun to also witness the the building of this home and the development of the land and, you know, the process for you in all of that as you create beauty. I can't wait to come visit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can't wait to have you here. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And I think this conversation, we feel like it's important because we do feel like our dreams and desires and becoming aware of our dreams and desires, as, as we talked about a little bit last week, just noticing and I, I was I was scrolling through some of our past episodes, Candace, and I was thinking, wow, we talked about self-awareness, how much I've been saying recently that noticing and being aware how important that is in our healing journey. We, we had some episodes on cultivating some of these different qualities. And I was thinking about, yeah, when we have some of these qualities that we have cultivated, It not only impacts our dreams and desires, not only helps us find healing in our stories of harm, but I think it also then prepares us to go maybe even deeper into some of our stories of harm where we still need to do more work. You and I have been very honest from the beginning of doing this podcast that we are two women doing the work. I'm in an, I'm kind of in this moment where I'm celebrating, like I'm noticing dreams and desires. I'm noticing this desire to create beauty. And I'm also moving toward some particular stories that have been really hard for me to go toward, but that I am planning to to move toward. So it's it's a process, right? We can't say there's a starting point, there's an ending point, but there are marks along the way that can say, This shows me, and I will say for you and I, we're talking about how noticing our dreams and desires and having more freedom to move toward them, like it feels like one of the hallmarks to us right now of a lot of the healing work that we've been able to do. It's a concept of the onion where we know that that, that we have layers of healing. And so we look at one layer, we, we pull that back and we're seeing we find soothing and safety and security and some healing. And it gives us some resilience and some hope to look at the next layer. And if we can understand that we had some healing in this layer, and just because we have something else come up, it doesn't negate the healing that we've already experienced. We're just going deeper into our healing. And that has helped me so much because I could be so hard on myself when. I felt like, oh, okay, now I dealt with this. I'm healed. I'm good. Yeah. And and then something else would pop up. And now I'm just like, oh no, this is probably just another layer. 
or let's just even say another part that is desiring deeper healing, which to me means growth. It means maturity. It means going like experiencing love in in new ways towards myself and towards others. The process of this journey isn't always easy, but I think you and I both can say it's been worth it. I used to really feel that life was about the destination, getting Mm -hmm. there, arriving, not struggling anymore. I mean, this was when I was like in my 20s. (laughs) And then and then as I got older, I realized like it's it's, you know, getting there is a little bit maybe not not reality. I remember years ago, someone looked at me in the eyes and said, Cher, life is not about getting to the destination. It is about the journey. And I will tell you, I think that was kind of a turning point for me. And I thought, I want to be on the journey. When my husband and I do road trips, we enjoy the journey. Yeah, we like to take our time and stop and get coffee and stop and get something good to eat and look at something along the way. I mean, of course, there are times when you're on a time crunch and you just need to get there. But the journeys are most enjoyable when we take time and we explore as we go. And I just want to say to our listeners, I welcome you to a place of exploring the journey that you are on and that getting there to some place where there's no more struggle in your life and there's no more things that are hard. Maybe if you can put that aside and you can just look at what is the next leg of the trip that I am on and how can I move toward that with a desire for discovering what is here. Will there be some hard things? Yeah, probably, particularly if you have a willingness to go into the thing beneath the thing. So finding out like if I'm struggling, like, why am I here? Why is this struggle on my plate right now? And what do I want to do with it? Do I want to numb it? Do I want to ignore it? Do I want to push it aside? Or Could I move toward it? And just like you said, Candace, like peel back a layer, like just one layer and go a little bit deeper and see what is there, because that is where we then begin to experience life in in a way where there is beauty and goodness and love and care and so much that is all about what our hearts really long for. And so I just want to invite our listeners as we kind of are starting this year, 2024, into the journey of discovering who they are and where they are and what's going on beneath the thing. And mm-hmm. um, and also to just reassure them that you are not alone, like we are not alone on this, on this path. That's a beautiful invite, friend. And I'm going to stay on the journey. One of the things that I'm dreaming of is just taking a little bit of a deeper dive in understanding attachment wounds and attachment styles and how that has helped me tremendously in having compassion for my past and also feeling more equipped in today and the future and how I show up in relationships. And I enjoy helping others get this information and then begin to put into practice some of the things that we can do to just bring more peace into our relationships. Sometimes that's setting more boundaries and sometimes that's moving slowly towards 
letting some walls down. So as I've put that into practice over the last few years, and I have clients that are just seeing the goodness and the hope of that, I feel like it's just something that I want to spend more time with, maybe do some more training in, I don't know, maybe creating something myself, I don't know. Oh man, I dream of ways that can bring goodness and hope and healing into the stories of those that I work with now. Yeah, and you are doing that. My goodness, you have helped me in this area so much. And I agree, the awareness of our attachment style, our attachment wounds and our attachment style is, it's part of the gold that is is part of this journey when we have more awareness in this area. Yeah. So next week, we want to invite our listeners back. We're going to get more into why is it important to move towards our stories of hurt and harm, not to get stuck, but to get unstuck. And, you know, why that can be hard. And yet, if we're not alone in it, and we have others who have gone before us, we can begin to experience really what we're showing up here with in these last two episodes of these spaces opening up in us that we can become more fully present, you know, which comes through noticing and being aware and then tap into a lot of those dreams and the desires that may have been there for years, but you haven't had access to. Yeah. Good to be with you today, friend. You too. Love you. Love you too. Thank you for listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to suggested resources and social media. Like, subscribe, and follow to keep up with our weekly content. And if you don't mind, take a moment to rate and review us. Your feedback is extremely valuable and contributes to the success of this podcast. One last thing. If you have found this podcast helpful in any way, or if you have questions on how to take the next steps on your healing journey, please reach out to us via email at candisshare at gmail.com. That's K-A-N-D-A-C-E-S-H-E-R at gmail.com. Our sound engineer is Jeremiah Jones of Auditory LLC. We welcome you to join us for more conversations soon. Take care.